six pack lap of that. And we got two time world champion, two time Sheffield invite, and now current 83 kilo IPF world record holder. And uh, and that hits a little different now, doesn't it? Absolutely. That, that's that's that sets a few things straight all of a sudden. <laughs> Some people got to put a little more respect on your name now. How does it feel to have taken down the 83 kilo world record that stood for so long? Uh, it, it feels good, man. It feels um, it feels like this like weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Like it's like it's finally done. We did it. It's it's set. It's it's over now. On to the next thing. So, uh, but it's dope, man. It's dope. We've been chasing it for a little bit, and so the to be able to be the the guy to go do it um it's, it's it's always great especially on a stage like Sheffield especially a stage like Sheffield and yeah i mean every the whole world see you do, saw you do it all the entire powerlifting community watches Sheffield when i'm looking at the the mentions that king list gets tagged in while Sheffield's going on all of the whether it's tested untested whether it's a lot of competitions if you're in the untested, you're, you've got no idea what's going on in the tested and vice versa. If you're in the tested, you don't know what's going on in the untested. Sheffield is an event that everybody watches. Strong men to even people who aren't even entirely in like power lifters are going to watch and pay attention when it comes to Sheffield. Yeah. So everybody watched you do that. Everybody watched you, you know, stomp out that last little bit of fire. And, um, that was what people would bring up because when the split happened, you win IPF. Some people stayed USAPL. Yeah. You could have stayed USAPL. And here's what I've noticed in life period, man. Don't chase a person. Chase your own path, your own experiences, your own moments. Just do that. Stop chasing people. Yeah. And some people want to chase Russ and you went another path. Like, Let me see what happens if I go the IPF path. And from two world titles all over the world, two times at Sheffield, freaking all the views on Eurosport, the hundreds of thousands of views on the Olympic channels, YouTube to millions of people on you on Eurosport to like way bigger viewership on, on the IPF worlds than it would have been on USAPL to taking down and if there was and while other people were chasing Russ you still had Russ's world record there and you could just go after that so you could have both in a lot of ways right you you had like yeah. that was Russ's world record and that helped right there to like to take that down so it kind of alleviates that cloud and um and any question marks around it so now if people say uh oh, Delaney he went the IPF route but Russ wasn't there well, he also broke Russell Orhe's IPF world record, though. That also happened as well. You have to say that. And that <laughs> is that, that changes the conversation. If you never did that, people would still have something to say. Yeah. But now that you did that, you could be like, look, I got no problems. If you think you yeah, exactly, you look if you Russ is phenomenal the whole night. I did take his record. Yes, <laughs> I did take his title and he wasn't there, but I did take his record. And I and and I am up there with that, but in terms of performances at the IPF Worlds, or international judging, blah blah blah, you did that. And um, yeah, I mean, like, how does it how does it feel to have hit that, knowing? All right, let's see what they say now. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're 100% right. You know, um, I think I'm lucky in the sense that like, I don't, I don't pay attention to a lot of like the outside noise for the most part. Like I'm just too busy. Every once in a while, I like, open up the hood and I'm like, oh, it's chaos over here. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I know that was one of like the big things. You're just like, hey, like you went the IPF route, but Russ wasn't there and Russ is the guy. And so this and the third and blah, blah, blah. And so like, no matter what you do, there's just always going to be somebody that says, oh, but this, oh, but that, oh, but this, oh, but that. And so, um, yeah, it definitely kind of, it's, it's funny, you know, last Sheffield, the talk started to slow down a little bit. And then after this, it kind of just shut, you know, shut the door, at least for the time being. And so it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how, how everything changes in one moment. That's what success does, huh? You yeah. could have got wrapped up in it and started talking shit, or you could like, let me just, let me just hit the platform and what happens after I do this? We just work, man. You know me. It's we just work. We just it's awfully quiet, huh? <laughs> it's awfully quiet all of a sudden. It's peaceful right? now. <laughs> yeah, awesome. people, people are throwing up peaceful peace flags now. They want peace now. It's it's difficult. And I mean, now you're in the 840s. And you took a swing at, I think you're going to end up at 849, but it's not inconceivable to see you going 850 now this year. You get healthy. So let, let, let's back it up. Let's talk about Sheffield. Let's talk about yeah. leading into Sheffield. Let's talk about the whole event. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. So first off, after Worlds, back-to-back -back world titles and um, controversial. You got some calls taken away from you. Some of them were kind of like, I don't know why they're taken away from you. Happened to you. Happened to Taylor. Mm -hmm. It happened to some people. Yeah. And you were wondering, am I a little too flashy? Am I a little too, do, do the judges like it, not like it, whatever. And coming into Sheffield, then you got injured. And there was, it was a bad enough injury. So tell first off, tell me about the injury. Second off, we'll get into the flashiness because you did not tone down the flashiness and as it it looked like they didn't hamper you anyway. So it's all good. <laughs> but how bad was this injury? Yeah. So the so the funny thing about it is like this actually the injury piece of things actually started the week after 2023 Sheffield. So I, I remember coming back. Um, I was doing like my first like squat session, like after Sheffield is over, like a week or so had passed, and it's like light. I like put one right on, you know, with 70 kilos or whatever. And I'm like, ah, I feel a little like tightness like in my adductor, my left adductor. I'm like, all right, this is kind of normal. Like you just warm up a little bit longer and you'll be good. Put two reds on, it still wasn't going away. And then I remember putting, I, I didn't even have my knee sleeves on yet. My knee sleeves, my belt, nothing was on yet. I, I put three reds on and I just remember like hitting the hole and just like gasping for like air. And I texted Joey. I was like, bro, I, I, I got, I have to leave. <laughs> like if, if I, if I go up like, anymore, like I'm like, it's going to snap in half. I don't know what's wrong. Um, and so then I got, I got caught in this, in, in this predicament of, Hey, do you continue to push knowing that worlds is only eight weeks away? Or do you pull back and the consequences of pulling back is you likely won't be ready for Worlds, right? And so I was kind of battling it all the way, all the way through my prep to Worlds. And we were able to keep it at bay enough that we performed enough to like, you know, take home the title, get the second Sheffield invite. But I'm telling you, the the next day after Worlds was over, like everything just fell apart. Everything fell apart. Like it hurt to walk upstairs. I would sneak mm. and it would hurt. Like I'd roll, like I'd roll to the to the right, you know, off out of bed, and like my left adductor just like just excruciating pain, um, and so 
me and Joey literally, and I remember like I, this one, this injury at that point in time, it was different because I was, I was so used to being able to just fight through pain, right? Like we're, we like you play sports. We all, we're all hurt. We always get hurt. We always have pain. It's like, all right, as long as I can do what I got to do, like the pain, take some Advil, whatever, boom, 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 you're going to be good. Right. Um, but this is the first time it's like, I physically couldn't just will myself through the pain anymore. It was like, it was that bad. Um, and so literally Joey and I had to scrap everything, take it from the ground up. And I was literally like, I think I was still like three, four months out of Sheffield, like uh, definitely five months, five months out of Sheffield. And I was like literally squatting like a plate, like in pain, <laughs> like RPE, like eight <laughs> pain, like I don't know what I'm going to do. And yeah, man. So this prep, it was so different. It was so different in the sense that the entire time I wasn't even thinking about breaking records. I wasn't thinking about winning Sheffield. I was like, I was just thinking, it's like, am I even going, is it even possible for me to be healthy in time for me to even perform? Right. Um, but the interesting thing going back to like the beginning, like talk and chatter and everything else. It's like the interesting thing that I did learn throughout these last couple of years, like winning in South Africa, winning in Malta, Sheffield, the whole nine yards is that, you know, success in winning dampers, shuts a lot of people up. Um, but also at the same time, even when you win, if it's not in the way that people want you to win, there's like, you're still going to get drugged through the mud, right? And so I was grappling with this whole conversation, like literally the entire prep to Sheffield was like, if I can't perform to a high level, is it even worth me coming, like coming to the dance, right? You know, I look back and it's like, I, I'm fortunate, like I, I have a lot of friends that are in this space that have done well. Like, you know, you look at what happened to Taylor. It's like, hey, you know, he's not healthy, but you lose, they're going to let you hear it, right? Hmm. Um, and it was it was just one of those things. And I remember texting Joey one day, and we might have been like, this might have been like 17 weeks out from 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 Sheffield, 16 weeks. Like it wasn't, it really wasn't that far. And I was like, yo, bro, do you think I'm gonna be ready in time? <laughs> like, and I remember, yo, he hit me back and he was like, dog, I don't I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> like, that's how bad it was. It was just like, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, I can't even, I can't even lie to you. Um, but this prep was very different in the sense that it it brought me back to like the very, very, very roots of like when I first started. And I remember like when my boy, you know, kind of told me what powerlifting was and he was like, oh, this guy, Russ, and this guy, Sean Noriega, like they're the two best guys right now. And they're going at it. These are like, this like three, four, five years ago, whatever. And I was like, you want to know what the thing that's going to separate me from everybody else that's going to allow me to climb up the ranks is I'm, I, I'm going to be so dialed into my training. I'm going to be so dialed into my RPEs. I'm going to be perfect with every single thing I do in the gym that it's going to, it's, it's going to elevate me. And I think sometimes like, as you start to rise up the ranks and like you, like you have some type of success, you start to get away from some of those baseline things. And they're like little, little, very small things that you kind of say, Oh, Hey, I'm good enough. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I don't have to worry about this anymore. And it really brought me down to this, like this place of humility where I'm just like, I can't even be like, oh, yeah, I'm strong, so it doesn't matter. It's like I'm squatting 70 kilos, and it's hard. <laughs> like, it's conceivably hard. I'm deadlifting, like, two two plates. It's hard. And so it really, like, got me back to that mind frame of every single solitary rep, set, workout, everything is not to be wasted. It's going to be perfect. I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to be dialed in. And 
you know, slowly but surely, I mean, slowly but surely, like one red turned into two, two reds turned into three, three reds turned into four. And I'm like, all right, we finally got a belt back on. And man, what I'm telling you, it was like, we were like four weeks out from Sheffield. And, and at, at one point in time, I just remember this, like looking in the mirror before like we really started to turn the corner. Um, Cause like I, I, I was just battling this whole time. Like, do I even go? Like, I probably texted Pete like a thousand times. Like, Hey, like, I don't think I'm going to go. And then deleted the message before I sent it. Like, oh, hey, like, like I was this close. Like I was just like, thank I, God. I, yeah, I was, I was this close. And I just remember it, it was so weird. Cause like one day it just clicked and I was just like, dude, I was just like, dude, you have an opportunity of a lifetime. He's like, you got two world championships under your belt. Like, just act like it. Like, just, just act like it. Like, act like you are a world champion and just put your head down and put in the work. And then like, once I, like, once I had that switch in my head, like everything changed for me. And yeah, I mean, three weeks out, four weeks out, we started to turn a corner and it was, just, it was literally like lightning. It was like, okay, hey, four reds. Okay, now we got five. Okay, we finally broke into the 600s. Two weeks out, first time hitting like 660, 672-ish. Um, deadlifts, the same thing. Like my heaviest pull was literally like a week out. This is the first time I pulled over 700, like a week out from Chef from Sheffield. Just in time. So when I'm telling you, so like people would text me and ask me because they know I usually don't post my training in general. And they're like, hey, how's things going? I'm just, when I say I really don't know, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like this wasn't a joke. It was not a game. I have no clue what I'm going to be or who I'm going to be. But like all throughout this prep, it was my focus was just on being as perfect and as meticulous as I could in every single detail of uh, as to what I was doing. Um, and it was interesting because the people around me started to notice too. Like, it was funny, like, you know, people would make comments and they're like talking to each other and somebody said, Hey, yo, like somebody was talking, you know, they were talking to me about you and in, in training and all that. And they're like, yo, Delaney's locked in. Like I've never seen anybody be so locked in, in the gym. And it's funny because these are people that I've been training with for two, three years. So they've seen me before and they see me after. So they're also comparing me to myself. And it, it's in some way, shape or form, like this injury taught me. It, 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 it taught me how to train properly again. And I think to look at the details more than I did. And then, you know, hey, a little bit of faith, a little bit of hard work, you know, the right people around you and like, you know, miracles happen. But man, like, <laughs> I probably I probably almost texted Pete like 50 times, man, like, yo, I don't think I'm going to go like, go, <laughs> go get the alternates in there. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to come back next year or something. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we, we pulled it off. Well, like, well, first off, Shelb in there would have been amazing for the 74s. But yeah, I'm glad you were there because this completely changes your legacy. Yeah. 100% does. And for some people, I don't understand. It, it must, they must be just slow to coming to realization. But Delaney in 2021, you were in the 820s. 2020, last year, you made it into 830s. And then now you're into the 840s. And that is shared company with only you, Russ, Perk. Like, People who, this is your your progression. And when people want to cherry pick stats and numbers at world titles, when you won the world title, your numbers were lower. You won in like Matt Gary, who's been to how many world championships has Matt Gary been around? He says at the world championships, you just win. And yeah. sometimes you win ugly. Sometimes you win big with big numbers, but you just lock in the win. 
if you want to see what the guy's good at, like if he just goes all out domestically or at a meet where he can just go all out, these are going to roll around. Sheffield, and this was still an international flight, time zones, IPF world level judging, and you were hitting 835 last year. That should have been the end of anybody talking. Honestly. I mean, it should have been like, unless you're Russell or he, I don't want to hear your name. I don't want to hear nothing from you. Your name doesn't start with Russ. I want to, oh, you, you should keep your mouth shut. And then now, now you're in the 840s. Russ's best 83 kilo total is 843. Domestically, obviously, you have the world record. So obviously that yeah. was domestic. That's it, Playboy. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've, you've done all you can do now. It's like, that's... A, at the international level, that's it. And um, I don't I don't even I'm so glad you were you have the opportunity because I, I got no idea where Russ is gonna do at PA Nats. God bless tip of the hat. If he does something crazy, tip of the hat. But you did all you could do on your end, and now you can rest easy and just be like a, whatever happens with Russ. I took the ball and I fucking played and I made everybody like I made my stamp, solidified my legacy. And it lets people like those IPF world titles too. People have to pretend that there wasn't some controversial calls against you when you did 815. It's like, all right, cool. But you know, I'm stronger than 815. You already seen me do 835 at an international level, international judging. And IPF world standard is ridiculous. Everyone knows how crazy that is. You already see me do that. You're pretending. If you if you are trying to pick apart 815, you're pretending. You know what I mean? It's like, come on now. I'm a two-time world champion. Let's not play that. Same with like South Africa. You already did into the 820s by the time South Africa rolled around and you won that title. It's like, you know, you know, it. it put it this way. You have the ability to say, you take me at your best. I want, it doesn't matter if you're even Russ, you 100%, like, unless only Russ would be able to be like, I think I could total more like so far at 83, only half a kilo more. That's a fact. Um, but everybody else, it's like, you really can't, I, my, my best and your best. We're not contemporaries. We're not peers. That's just a fact. You know what I mean? Like if I, I'm going to say this and you may not, but I can say this for you that like, cause you're probably a nice guy about it, but, it's crazy that some people just weren't giving you the res putting the respect on your name that they should have been this whole time. And thank God Sheffield happened. Thank yeah. God things turned around. And I remember we were hanging out tons the week leading up to in the night before you giving me Zequel to help me sleep. Thanks for that playboy. It works like a charm, by the way, I got to go Knock and find that. Knock you right but, out. But um, we were shooting the shit like we always do. And you were like, I swear to God, man, I'm not being coy. I won't know until squats won't roll around. I have no idea. And it is so crazy that that was the case. That you, and I remember as the commentator saying, Delaney Wallace told me he won't know until squats happens. And you went three for three in squats, did what you did. And obviously, like, like you had your best squats and it was, you were going to be pacing. I'm like, well, I guess now we know. And the entire way I, I don't want to kill the story. Let's let's go into the story here. First off, um, the week of the media hanging out with everybody. Yeah, it's trying to make an appearance here. Let me push him away. Uh, the media, he's he's a 
poor for attention like I am. Um, the media <laughs> hanging out with everybody. Makes three how of did us. this? How did the three of us play? Yeah, well, hey, I see how flashy you are. That's right. That's right. We'll talk about that in a minute too, because you had some <laughs> some nice moves up there, man. You were toning it down. Um, the media week, hanging out with everybody. In comparison to last year, how did this one feel for you? Both the vibe and the production and everything. Yeah, it was it was funny. Um, prior to the prior to the competition, I think it's because like I, I've been there before, and it's funny. It's the same thing when I when we met, met each other at, at Malta. Like I was, I was just a lot more calm. I'm like, we've been here before. Like this is a business trip. We got things to handle, um, and so it, it it felt different. It felt like all right, this was like this was a real event. There's like I'm we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Like this is this is everything. Um, but I mean, the media beforehand, like SBD just keeps on upgrading. It was so much fun. Like we were we we're doing our pre you know pre intros and all that other stuff. And just like last year, man. I mean, there's. I'm telling you, and like this is why all the USAPL boys are coming over, man. Like I'm, I'm telling you, there's no feeling in powerlifting like stepping onto the Sheffield stage for the first time. Like there's just, there's just nothing like it. It rivals only stepping onto like a college or NFL or whatever arena for the first time, opening up, and it's just the the energy in there. You can cut with a knife, like you can just absorb it all and just repurpose it and do what you want. Um, I mean, it's it's special out there, man. It's special and I think also what makes it so special is unlike nationals and even unlike worlds, right? Literally every single person on that platform, every single person in the war room to your left or to your right, like that's a world champion. That's the best the world has to offer. And like, there, there is no weak link, right? There, there, there's no weak link. Right. Uh, I, I remember I, I finally, cause you know me, I, I always wait till after I finally listened to like all like the pre Sheffield, like, you know, show stuff. And it's just like, like you could break the world record and come in last. Like, 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 think about it. You PR your total by 15, 20 keys, break the world record and like conceivably come in last place. Right. And, and so the energy around that where like, everybody's a dog, everybody's the best, everybody's him or her. Like it, there's just something about it that just gets you going. And I think that especially true, true competitors rise to the occasion and rise to their level of competition. And so it, it just pushes you so much farther and you just you, you just get another gear to it. And, and so, yeah, the media leading up to it, like it, it just it felt it felt like the time it felt just electric. Like there was this like I don't really get nervous like that, but I started getting nervous. I'm just like, yo, I've been, like really feel it in my heart, like just randomly. I just feel in my heart like this moment's happening again. Like I can yeah. feel it again. It feels different. And again, they just like it. But it all went away as soon as I stepped on the stage. Like it's first squat wasn't even done yet. As soon as I stepped on the stage, I was like, it's it's just time. It's just time. Like God said it's time. Were you worried? What was the worry for? Because here's the thing. Some people on the outside who who don't follow who haven't followed your story would yeah. be like, Well, it's not a showdown. You don't have another 83 to worry about. On the flip side, if you are following your story, they would know. You you are fighting for your respect. You are fighting for your legacy. You are fighting for to silence the doubters and and put some respect on these world titles and let everybody know. And you were one inch away last year from doing that. Yeah. And every everyone one inch away. This was it's essentially you're fighting for your spot in history. 
So yeah. when they speak about your name, you you're trying to make it undeniable. Yeah. And if if people knew that, they do like this. Man, this is how people are going to view me. This is how people are going to view my career and everything I've done since going to the IPF. This is going to be a huge, huge check mark on my end to be able to say, "All right, cool. Now, 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 whatever. What what can everybody say now?" Um, and with that hanging over, did you think about that? What are these thoughts in your? Because you were, I, I, SPD did a phenomenal job with the video. They knew this was the narrative for you, but how much of that was on your mind? Yeah, you know, um, it was on my mind more than it ever had been prior to that. Like before, I was just like, I, I, I'm just here to win. I'm doing my thing. Like I don't, I don't care about all this other noise. Um, and then, you know, as I said, time goes on, you hear more, you you listen more, you're there and you're like, okay, like it, it's been some time now, we should have did this now. Like, I, like I'm looking at myself like, yo, dude, like <laughs> this should have happened already. Like what's going on? It's like something always happens. All right. Yeah. You got hurt, but man, like you just got a ball. And so there was a little, there's, there's multi, multiple layers to it. Right. So there was the layer that I spoke about before that is just like, you know, I'll use Taylor as an example, cause we're close to it. It's a, it's an easy person to use. It's like hurt or not, people are just going to judge you as what you do on that day, right? right? We can undeniably we can say that in Malta, Taylor Atwood was 100% hurt. I think his final total was like like 40, 50, 60 kilos less than what his best is. Like he was on one leg, we all knew it, we knew it prior. But regardless of that, win, lose, or draw, you are going to be judged by what the end result is on that day, right? And so I knew that success or failure, good total, not good total that nobody's going to tear about the asterisk that's behind it. Like, oh yeah, like I only got like five, six, seven weeks of actual training going into this, whatever the case may be. They're going to say Delaney either succeeded or he failed, he choked or he didn't. Um, so there was a little bit of that, just knowing that like, I know what the repercussions are because I felt them already. Like I know what the repercussions are of underperforming on a stage like this. It's not a local meet anymore where you can just be like, oh yeah, I didn't have the day that I had and then nobody knows about it. Or like, you just don't post about it. You just act like it didn't happen. Or you make up some... <laughs> Make up some story like, oh yeah, like I signed up for it like two weeks out and I was just doing it for fun. Like you, there's no yeah, there's hide. No lay low. There's yeah, no the hide. Gone right. Like the the pros and cons of you know performing on this kind of stage. Um, so that was kind of in my mind a little bit. Um, then there was the other aspect of like my family came out to watch, right? And so, like for me, I'm just like yo, like my my family, my loved ones, they flew out, they you know went you know did whatever they could to be here, and I was like I wanted to. You know, like I, I wanted to honor them by putting on the performance that they that I know that they deserve to see, right? And so there's a little bit of just like that, like that feeling of like servitude to like the people that love me and believe in me. Um, and then you know, there's the the very real reality of I'm like I honestly don't know if I'm going to be strong or not on this day. Like you know, like I hit my first like 700 pound plus deadlift like two weeks ago, <laughs> like it's like today, right? I, I I just did this. I just did that. Like, will I actually be ready? Everybody else on this stage has been hitting PRs all throughout training. Forget a PR for me. I got like, I'm just trying to see if I can just, <laughs> you know, squat without having like being half in tears. Right. And so there is like the actual reality of truly not knowing who or what I was going to be on that day, like not being coy, but actually literally like look at myself and we're like oh we're just going to show up and see what happens um and then finally that last but not least piece like there there is that piece of 
and especially as things come to fruition and everything, everybody starts to come over and, and now everybody's going to be back in one place or at least like the big hitters. It's just like, this is the final, like this is the final chapter of this particular section to solidify and just stop all noise. It's like, like to your point, like this is a legacy game for me today, right? It's less about like one-on-one bottles. Like this is a legacy game for me. It's like, hey, these last two years, what happened, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't by accident. I deserve to be here. I am here. Um, and so it, it, there, there was just a bundle and mix of all of these different pieces. Um, and then even also something as simple as like, now that I'm like coaching, you know, athletes worldwide, you know, on the powerlifting side too, it's just like, I want to set a good example for my, for my, my girls and my guys, you know, and I know some of them battle through injuries and I, 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 I always tell them, I'm like, yo, like, I will give you the example that you need. Like, just, just like, you just got to trust me. Like, I'm not telling you anything that I haven't done myself. Um, and if you just put your head down and you just work and you just do your rehab and you, you, you stop thinking about the result and just think about the day-to-day actions, everything will kind of come to fruition. And so, you know, I, I put that and I say that and I mean it, but then you have to deliver on it. And if you don't deliver on it, then all of those words are hollow, you know? And so it's this like winding road in this mix of all of these different things. And so I think that was the first time that I, I really felt nervous going into a meet because I also think that I didn't have the level of control that I usually have, right? I'm used to like, oh yeah, I hit this squat. I hit this deadlift. I hit this bench and nobody's seen it. And so I'm going to unleash this, da, da, da. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> Girl, I ain't shit. I ain't, yeah, I ain't back to baseline yet. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. last year. Right. I'm hurt now. Like I was good. I'm like, I, I might be humbled as hell out there. I'm yeah, like, um, <laughs> and so that was that feeling, but that was that feeling, and I would get it randomly. It wasn't like very often. It was just randomly just hearing. I'm just like, oh, like I feel it in my chest. Um, but then the the really cool thing about it is, again, going back to like m- the way that I trained and the way that I adjusted my training in the sense of my my focus and my intentionality of everything that I did, like that gave me so much power. Like when I said like it like everything changed for me, it's like people were used to me like being happy and smiling and jumping around and, that and talking in between sets. It's like the second that I walked into the gym, you had five minutes, you had five to 10 minutes to talk to me. I take my pre-workout, I take my joggers off, I put my headphones in, and there's not a word until until my compound movements are done. Like, there's not a word. Do not talk to me. Do not bother me. Do not address me. Like, and, and, and it literally got to the point, like, people would just look at me, and they just know it's not time yet. <laughs> and then that was it. And when you give that level of focus and that level of passion, that level of dedication to, like, that degree every single time. Like I would not move from my squat bench or deadlift rack. I would not say a word. I would not look up. I would not talk to anybody. I had the same music. I had the same motivational speech. I was listening to the same thing on repeat. Every Everything I did was exactly the same. When, like when you prepare like that, like you can always lean on it. And I'm just like, I gave everything. I know that I gave everything. So the, the chips will fall where they 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 need to. This This is now just a formality of showing you all all the hard work that I did. And that, and that was what kind of pulled back on like the nervousness. Um, and that, and, and once, and once I just remembered all that, like it all kind of went away, but yeah, and it was, it was weird. There was just like random moments where I just like sitting in the hotel room. I'm just like, damn, this happened. All right. We're here again. Like what's going to happen. And then I just go back to those thoughts and I'm just like, yo, I, I, I gave everything. You can't like, I, it can't be taken from me anymore. This is just a formality at this point. 
And that was the feeling. I don't know what anyone's going to say now. Now it should be pretty flipping silent. Now, I, I don't want to skip ahead of the day. So we're going to talk about the day. but And then we'll talk about the future and what might happen. But now, more than ever, you deserve... Only, you know, Matt Gary was talking about. There's three people who've won the world title twice in 83s. You, Brett Gibbs, and Russ. There's only a few... I don't know how many people have held the world record, but because obviously it was before Brett and Russ, but you took Russ's world record. Now it's... Now you are the guy. It's a shame the way the Powerlifting America world's team might get set up. Because I don't know if they're going to take two people in one weight class. The way it's set up now, it's it's looking almost impossible. Looking bleak. But it's but <laughs> we need to see. So it's either going to be you or Russ, right? We know what you just did. Yeah. Now Russ's hands forced. He can't have a bad day. He has to go out there and 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 smash some big weights. He has to now. I expect him uh, to. Whereas, yeah. Whereas previously, and that must feel good, because previously he could win by 20 kilos. He could win, you know, like if he stayed USAPL, he had a pretty good spread. That's not going to be the case now. When he comes to Powerlifting America, you forced his hand. You did your job, which is good. Um, but I think now, more than ever, people want you and Russ head to head. I mean, yeah, we talked about that. this. <laughs> but, you, you know, I... You know, how crazy would this be if, because you won two world titles, you took his world record. If he goes to worlds and you're not there. So he's like, hey, man, you took my world record, but I wasn't there. And you'd be like, yeah, man, but you took my world title and I wasn't there. <laughs> and you both, you guys are looking at each other like, look, we kind of got to sort this out someplace, somewhere. <laughs> We yeah. kind of got to sort this out, huh? SPD going back. You're going to have to get us to Sheffield. <laughs> well, here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Like, well, I don't, I don't, we're going to go back into this Sheffield. I don't want to skim past it. But honestly, whatever happens, if Russ posts up a, a total bigger than four or 842.5, so it's him who clinches that spot. If he does so and goes to Worlds, you're going to have to do a regional or whatever qualifier you need to do to get yourself back to Sheffield and put that campaign out there. And you need to be like, listen, I am Russ's main competition. If Russ goes to world's great, there's some quality European 83s and there's, you know, there's good 83s. There's me, there's me. And I am capable, especially if you do something 850 and up at a regional, oh my goodness, Delaney, that's when you could start putting your chest out and being like, this has to happen. <laughs> you know, this this needs to happen. We need to close the door. We yeah. need to close the door. You know, you, we're, we're taking records away from each other. And I took, you took his title when he wasn't there. Then you took his record when he wasn't there. Now he's going to take your title when you're not there. And it's like, I think we need to re, I think we need to button this up. I think we need a clash. Sort this out. <laughs> we got to sort this out. And, and if Russ, if Russ does post up a bigger total than eight forty two point five, and goes to Worlds and wins, um, because you're the biggest opposition, so and you won't be there then. So then, if he wins Worlds and he comes to Sheffield, I would not be surprised if SBD's like wouldn't be too mad 
if we have Russ going head to head with somebody and there's a storyline here and the storyline's good and you, <laughs> you got, you, you know what you got to do. You got to belt something, a big total somewhere to call to, to make the call even stronger. You've done great already. Even just with what you did now, this storyline's amazing. It'll help even more if you're like eyeballing what he does at worlds and you just try to make your push into eight fifties and you know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's there, man. Now it's there. Now, now because of what you did at Sheffield, it, it's it's on that table. But I also want to talk to you about well, how, first off, how do you feel about everything I just said? Is that not do you are you yeah, in no, agreement with that? It's 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 true. I think that's the uh I think that's the only thing left, you know. Um <clears throat> like I'm like I'm I'm different, I think, than most powerlifters in the sense that like I don't necessarily think totals dictate where people are kind of placed because timing and this and that. And so um, you know, I, I said this prior to, you know, I think last year, prior to even having a shot at the record. I was like, hey, if I if I break it, it doesn't by any means mean I'm better. It just it took me longer to get there, and he has to have his rebuttal. We have to be able to step on the same same stage and platform and do it all together, right? And so, um, I think that's the only thing that's left. And you know, when I moved over to PA uh, Powerlifting America, we talked about. It. I was like, yo, my worst fear is that I'll never I'll never actually get the comp the the opportunity to to compete side by side. And so, um, knowing that you know he's coming back and it's almost here, but it's look like it's going to be weird and there might still be some missing here and there, but we're, <laughs> we're getting closer to that moment. We're getting closer to that moment. Um, you know, that's all that's left, right? I, I don't want it to be a, a Taylor Atwood and Perk situation where they missed each other. I don't want it to be a Jesus and Ray Williams, you know, conversation when they missed each other. Like we, we, we're both here. We gotta, we gotta find a way to make it happen. Um, and I think it'd be, it'd be great. Hey, you know, we got the best coach in the world. We would, we're doing our thing. Um, it's, it's the show that everybody wants to see. And it's, it's, I think it's good because it is different in that you guys are, are, are on friendly terms. You're in two different cities and everything, but you, you guys have the same programming coach in Joey. You guys are the same international team in team USA. You guys, you are literally his accountant. I mean, you guys <laughs> are like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like a good it's like a wholesome rivalry yeah. for once in power. It's actually, you know, one of those. And you know what Eric said on the recap show? Um, did you hear the recap show yet? I know you said you heard the preview show. I heard the preview. I didn't get to the recap. I saw. I got the alert for it, so I didn't get to it yet. I feel, I didn't want to spoil it for myself prior to doing this one. <laughs> right. um, so Eric said, previously, if Russ was giving you props, it would sometimes feel like a big brother's props you give the little brother. Now it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different. It'll be it, relationship change when it gets this close. Now it's like, Frank, <laughs> hang on a second. You know, and it'll be still respect. And look, Russ is a confident young man. The whole knot got you. So, so. But, but you get, it's getting, it's getting tight, huh? And he's a confident dude the whole night, but he also knows like, it's different when you come into a competition, you're like, I can't slip up. You got like a 20 kilo spread on people usually like he was doing in the USAPL um, and he was doing at previous IPF worlds and et cetera until Brett. Essentially yeah. once Brett left, he could have a spread on guys. So he's like, I mean, I he, he could almost bomb out. He could only, uh, you know, he could get his last squad in barely and still win. He can't do that with you there. That's, that feels different. When, when someone's there and you know, if I'm not a hundred, 
you know, and I don't, and he doesn't know where your hundred is. Cause you keep, you keep leveling up from eight twenties to eight thirties to eight forties. I mean, it's not, you know, you, if you guys clash in that shit next Sheffield, yeah, you could 100% can be eight fifties and up, you know, it's uh, it's a good one. If I'm SPD, I got to think about it. I mean, we're way too far ahead. We got to see what Russ does. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta think. I gotta think about it. It's it's definitely a showdown. So let's go to Sheffield. Let's talk about Sheffield twenty twenty four because we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so you you after the World Championships were worried about how because of your flashy style, like after you hit a lift, the dancing, the whole night, and you were worried that that might be working against you with judges, or it just wouldn't gain you favor. Anyways, you know if there's a shadow of a doubt. You know, they were like, I kind of want to humble this guy, you know, or whatever. You were worried about that. Sheffield rolls around. You did not tone that down, sir. You were not worried about it when you hit there. What was, were you, what, what went into that? Were you telling yourself, you know what it is, what it is. I'm going to ball out. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Or did you think it'll be different because of Sheffield? Do you think that they're going to, they almost accept it more at Sheffield? And you're going to tell yourself, maybe at Worlds, I tone it down. Or, or at Worlds, are you not going to? What is your thought process on that? Because it looks like you turned a corner on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I think Sheffield is so much different than Worlds in the sense that, like, the crowd interaction is different. Like, like the energy you get is different. And so, like, I, I, I step on the stage, I step on the platform, and I'm just like, like, the, the crowd, the, the people here are giving me so much energy. How can't I give it back? Right. Like it has to go somewhere. Right. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, you want to know what, like bury your squat, make sure it's three whites. Cause you can't overturn three whites. So it don't matter what I do after that. Right? Right. So, <laughs> you know? Um, and it was fun. It was funny. Cause for a little bit of time, people were saying that uh, the IPF came up with the Delaney rule that you can't walk in front of the, uh, <laughs> the, the squat rack anymore. Um, but that was short lived. Yeah, it was short lived, but yeah, it was the, I almost have my own rule named after me. Um, but yeah, man, I think, I think, um, you know, God willing, if I can make it back to worlds, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll determine what the best course of action is there. But I mean, Sheffield, it's, 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 it's a show. It's we're, we're there to perform. We're there to, to, to give our best, to give our all. And, you know, it's, it, when you have that kind of energy in a room, it's like, you, you just got to let it loose. And I just, I just kind of let go and just let God. And I'm just like, you want to know what, like, if something happens, something happens. But to some degree, I think, like you, you, you let the lifter run through their process, right? And having fun and and having that energy and just letting it all out—that's part of my process. And I'm just like, I think you take a little bit away from me when I when I try to damper that, and I'm so focused on you know what somebody else is thinking or doing or whatever. And I'm just like, hey, you, you know, we're just gonna let go, let God, and do the thing, do the dance. Um, and yeah, you know, so. Yeah, she- Sheffield is definitely different. Um, Worlds, they def- they definitely weren't <laughs> they did, they definitely weren't too pleased. I got some 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 feedback on that, but um, we'll, you know we'll see what happens. I just I just let it go. I do my thing, and I'm just like, hey, you you're gonna get me how you get me. I mean, I think you're right in that the the energy at Sheffield with three thousand people, even even if the judges weren't entirely impressed, they're human and they're gonna feel that energy. And they're yeah. going to, they, the crowd goes nuts. When you're in that arena, I know we talk about it all the time, but it is crazy. Yeah, it is yeah. literally like, look, it, if you're at Worlds, it'll feel different. If you're at Sheffield, it'll, 
feel entirely different. And when you dance in the crowd and you start going at the crowd and the crowd goes crazy right back, I can only imagine that the judges themselves would be like, they get it. They understand, like, look, we're putting a bit of a show on here. Let's let it happen. Um, I'm actually looking to, right now as we speak, I'm going to grab, I want to pull up your third squat. Let's watch this bad boy together, huh? Bet, bet. Running. And by the way, were you watching anything else when you're doing this? Were, were you watching any anyone else I meant to say? The only, literally the only thing that I saw from the entire meet was Gavin's third squat because I was already done squatting and I knew that he always has a we always got to hold his breath when it comes to his third squat. Um, but I, when I say I was locked in, man, like I was I was locked in, like it was a it was a totally different vibe. Like I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know people were missing lifts. Like I got to the end, like not to I guess put the carpet for the horse or get to the end of the story, but I got to the end of deadlifts and I was like, wait, I'm in first. How did that happen? I had no clue what was going on. I was just I was just there to work. Yeah, it was uh here's Keiko. I think you're up next after this. Delaney Wallace. All right, let's put this on. Now is that where he wanted to finish with 300? Because the other 93s are a little stronger. Yeah, I think he would have uh, wanted to put a few more kilos on that. Oh, God, he so... will have the bench press event next. Oh. He's obviously a fantastic bencher. 305, Delaney Wallace. This will match his previous personal best. And his previous personal best was pacing him for that world record. Can he keep pace? Look at you, Here man. He's Look. really surprised me today. <laughs> Look at the pre-squat. All heart, gold shoes. Back-to-back -back gold medals at IPF Worlds, two-time world champion. Dog, when you do your pre-squat ritual, record in the 83s has stood just a little too long. If you ask Delaney Wallace, <laughs> that's right, huh? Oh God, Delaney, he's gonna need this. Maybe he's gonna hold pace. Depth for sure. Yes, that looked. Bang on to me. Excellent. Absolutely. Super. Three white lights. If I'm honest, he probably had 307.5. A well deserved victory dance for Delaney Wallace. I love those victories. Look at this. Dude, look he at you. He said, I think I've recovered just in time. And it looks like he was right. We're going to find out in squats. Well, we just found out, didn't we? 325 for Gustav. We're going to find out in squats. Well, we just found out, didn't we? Um, yeah, dog. Okay. I'll, I'll put a pause on that. We'll, uh, I'll take us back to your last deadlift in a second. But so after that squat, we just watched the, the dance, the whole nine and you were in the zone, man. How, how good is a the feeling there? You're telling yourself, cause I was saying on the commentary, 305 previous personal best 305, you hit it right there. And last time you hit 305, you were pacing nicely for that world record. You hit this 305, are you telling yourself that world record's going to fall today? Or the, uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I mean, so it's actually funny. So as I'm walking out, because um, the top the top end of the range for, for what Joey was going to give me, because right, like literally like right before Sheffield, I just hit essentially, I think it was essentially that it was either 305 or maybe a little bit more. And that was the, like the heaviest squad I took. And that was like literally like right before I got on the plane to Sheffield. 
So the top end of our range, we negotiated to, I think, around like 310. Would that make it like 380, like 683-ish, like that that type mm -hmm. of range? And mm -hmm. so at first, like I, I did my second attempt and I was like, oh, yo, I think this felt this moved kind of fast. I was like, I might PR on squat today. Um, and so it was funny because like I walked out and I could like I looked at the the plates and I was like, yo, this color combo doesn't look right. I was like, I don't think we we did hit the top of the range. And so in my mind, I'm like, all right, I just got I got to smash this. And then I, I like I know I'm going to be here. I know I'm going to be here. So I, I wanted a little bit more. I thought I had it. Um, but again, we had to try to pace to make sure because if I miss, then it's just out of range with just the injury and everything else. Um, and so once it was finally done and it felt good, it felt better than last year's squat, to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm walking off the stage and I'm, I'm jumping up and down. Cause I'm like, in my mind, like, I'm like, it's already done. Like it's, it's already over. Like that's all I needed. I just needed to get that out the way and everything else will fall where it needs to fall. Cause that, that's all I needed. I just needed that bit of a, that small bit of a range. And so, um, yeah, I was excited. I was like, it, I was, I was like, it's done. I was like, I'm like, it's, it's, it's over. Today's day. In a lot of ways, it was tougher. Okay. Here's why your competition was tougher because if you're going against someone else, if you were to miss a third squat, let's say you went a little heavier and you missed, it's not over because your opposition can also miss. Yeah. You might not be pacing for a PR, but they might not either. Yeah. It's human element. You've done it at Worlds where you're like, Jesus, man. I, you know, against <laughs> Tim Monogatti, both of you guys didn't have the greatest performance, but you won. And that's yeah. all that matters. Win, yeah. sometimes you win ugly. Yeah. Nobody always PRs, right? In every sport. Yeah. But for you at Sheffield, that number is that number and it's not moving. Yeah. The world record is the world record and it's not moving. It's yeah. over. Yeah. You can't miss and still win. There is nobody else. You're yeah. fighting history. Yeah. So for you, you couldn't. Yeah. Which is, it, it actually makes it more pressure. For people who talked about it, only because you're past storyline, for people who talked about you, yeah, for Delaney, it's just fun. There's no one else there head to head. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand the context of yeah. what this man's trying to accomplish. It's not just, and well, world record, I get it. Nah, he needs this for his, his story. It's very important for him to conclude for his storyline. Um, and the fact that another thing, two world two world titles, two times at Sheffield, a world record and a podium finish at Sheffield. I, I don't want to skip ahead of the story, but holy smokes, dog. I mean, your resume since moving to the IPF is stacked, playboy. That's why, <laughs> anyways, we'll, we'll get to the rest in, the, in a little bit. So let's talk about um, bench press. How, did, how was that feeling for you? Obviously, you ended off with a 207.5, and that's a personal best, um, and bench was just flying for you. How were you feeling about it? Yeah, no, bench um, Bench was the one lift that I was super confident about, um, obviously, because, I mean, for at least the first, like, month or so of my prep to Sheffield, like, I pretty much wasn't squatting or deadlifting at all, like, maybe once a week, and it was just, like, you know, a plate or two um, just to, like, move. Um, so, you know, bench, uh, we were able to take a lot of focus to it, and I think just with that, it just it served me very well, and so I was extremely confident with bench. Um, if you took, so the weird thing about it is like my weight spiked a little bit, um, right after worlds, just because I wasn't lifting as much. So like I wasn't as active, but I was eating the same amount. Um, and so, I mean, and this is one thing that didn't, that I, I just didn't show anybody or didn't say anything about, but there was a time and I was like, 
I was a little heavy at the time. I was like 194, 195. And I'm usually I usually said like 188, 190. Um, but there was a chick there, I almost hit like 220 in the gym before. Um, like Damn. five months out when I was heavy. So I was like, yeah, I I I got this. I got this. And then as my weight started coming down, it started bouncing out and equalizing. And so I for sure thought like 210 or whatever is going to be there. And so that's why when I hit the squat that I hit, I was like, I have all I need on bench to go and take that um, and then just, you know, cruise along to deadlifts. And so coming into bench, like I was like, this is this is easy. I was like, load whatever you want. I'm I'm, I'm going to take that. Um, and, it, you know, it ended up coming up in our favor. How was that weight weight cut, by the way? Like how is making 83? It's still relatively comfortable for you. Yeah, it's 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 pretty easy um, for me, at least. Um, Joey actually purposely had me gain a little bit of weight going into the meet because he always says that I make weight too easily. Um, so <laughs> it was slightly different. So I actually used the sauna for the first time. I think I saunaed for like 30 minutes or something like that, like two sessions of like 15 minutes or something like that. Um, so that was, you know, a, a different, you know, kind of piece there, but, you know, making weight for 83 has never really been like too difficult. Um, and, you know, I've usually been able to do it without even having the sauna. This was the first time I did, cause we purposely had me like eat more, um, and, and, and gain weight going into it a little bit. And so, yeah, no, no, not capping out the frame yet. <laughs> I still got a little bit more muscle to put on. Cause you're relatively tall for an 83 and um, um 83, actually yeah <laughs> and but i mean once you start it it's like if you you i mean you're obviously incredibly strong at this maybe a little bigger delaney is a little stronger delaney and you start doing the saunas you start doing some people don't like it some yeah. people when they hear that kind of talk they're like don't do it it gets and i understand why because you can have an amazing prep some people have had amazing preps fumble it all on the on the last day when they have to cut and it's it goes poorly and the whole prep is out the window and they have a terrible day so yeah. it's very it, i understand the apprehension however there's a reason why there's weight classes and yeah. if you're even just you're not big enough to jump up a weight class but even if you're a little bigger that can give you a little a little more kilos you yeah. know a little bit more strength you just got it it's just a fine line to not get too greedy yeah. Where you end up being like, oh, shit, I got too big. I got too greedy. Like Gavin <laughs> was talking about in the hotel. Oh, don't get me started on Gavin. Dude, oh, man. He, Gavin stresses was... he stresses me yeah. out. He stresses everybody out. You know what's hilarious? Because for anyone listening, Gavin, like, missed weight, had to weigh in again. And um, Gavin was talking about, he was in the hotel and he was like, um, I like being big. Big's good. Big Gavin's strong and like I'm good for the weight cut. And he goes, I think I was just lying because I wanted to eat a little more food this prep. And I just wanted to. And so he was like, he was like the last day. Now, obviously, he ended up breaking the squat world record and all's well that ends well. Can I say so that's something? A, uh, yeah. I hate him. I hate him. I'm calling him out on air. I hate him. Because literally, so it was like three, I want to say it was like three weeks out from Sheffield. And we finally like linked up because our schedules have been crazy. And we went to go hit the gym and we got something to eat after. And, you know, I got my plate. I got it. He got his plate. And we're just, we're just talking. I'm like, hey, how's prep going? How are you feeling? This and the third. Ah, ah. And this man's like, yo, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm strong. He's like, my weight is perfect. You know, that's why I'm not eating too much right now. Because, you know, we're, we're, I don't want to put on too much and lose too much. We're in a perfect place. This and the third. And this man talking about I'm lying. 
just so I can eat a little bit more. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I, hate him. I was like, I'm in the warm up room and I'm just like, yo, where's Gavin at? Hour later, this man shows up because he's still in the sauna. Because he's pissed. Yeah. I hate him. I hate him. I Dude, actually hate him. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. I was talking to you in the hotel room. I'm like, I don't know, man. Who knows? Maybe Gavin goes 83, gets a nutritionist, cuts down, and you were like, there's no shot. You really think you're like, you really think that's gonna happen. I'm like, no, man, that's not yeah, there's zero shot. There is zero shot. Yo, I I will yo, I will literally liquidate my checking, my savings, my 401k pension, and, and the next three years of my earnings that he will never, ever, 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 ever have the audacity to bring his ass down. I remember you saw him at 83. No, he's not getting to 83. He would kill remember, in the process. I remember he was talking about 83, and then he posted a picture in his story with his shirt off, and I replied, man, you ain't going 83. And he's like, what the, he's like, what the fuck does this mean? He's, I was like, come on, dog. You ain't going 83, playboy. Who are you kidding? But, um, but yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's more likely to go 105 than 80. That would be a little too. He'd be the size of a house. He is already crazy stocky. But um, but yeah. Oh, let's <laughs> let's take a look at this last deadlift now. So okay, going into deadlifts, you before I show the last deadlift, or hang on one second. Sorry, it's the second last deadlift. I want to queue up. Excuse me. Pardon me, sir. Almost fumbled the bag in the story tank. Okay, I'm queuing it up right now. But what were you, you and Joey were talking? I was privy to your guys' conversation and battle plan here. What was the plan going into into deadlifts? Yeah, um, the plan with the going into deadlifts and deadlifts had a little bit of a swing, give or take, on how SWAT and bench went. Um, but the plan was no matter what happens, like hell and high water, the second attempt on deadlift is whatever we need for the record. Um, so it's like we had a placeholder for the opener. That's just to secure a total and we don't say that we bombed out. Um, and then whatever the jump needs to be to where the record is, like that's just where it is. Um, and and yeah, and so it was kind of pretty much like a ballpark give or take where we thought it was going to be. Um, and so, you, so you guys were confident because I remember hearing you guys talk about that. And I was like, holy shit, taking the record by second deads? I mean, that's that's big, man. Last year was right up to the last, very yeah. last pull, and you were an inch away. Yeah, and I remember last year too. In commentary, I was about to celebrate. I mean, you SBD on your road to Sheffield. Had you watch it, and I go, "Oh my god, he's!" And then, oh, and it was like literally the last inch. It was so close. Yeah. Um, but this year, you're like, we're we're going after this by the second, and I mean. I like that plan because if you missed it on your second, you got another attempt and you know, yeah. that's what you're there for. If that's all you're there for, go for that twice in a row. Cause you, the record, the record, the record is yeah, always, always the record. And if you got it on your second, whatever you, yeah. you go for it on, you, you, you do whatever you want on your third. Let's watch this deadlift together. Kind sir. Let's watch history get made. Four or sorry, 842.5 kilos. I had heard him say he wanted to enter the 850s by his third attempt. Here we are. The first man past the world record, the first man past 100%. Oh, I didn't know that stat. You were going to be the first this dude to break is the, the world record that eluded him last year, Sheffield, an inch away from lockout. Is it redemption for Delaney? He'll have another shot at it, even if he misses this one. 
but the way 310 moved. Oh my God, I'm getting hyped all over again. And there it is. Redemption for Delaney Wallace. Delaney Wallace leads Sheffield. No more doubt. He's been chasing this record. So many questions about his title reign. And that was a, a cool little £5,000 bonus for that, as well as the record. Finally, Russell Orhees record falls. So, <laughs> what I like there, too, you, um, after taking that record, you did the putting the crown on your head. And it was kind of like, now I can wear this crown. You know, now there, there's no more doubt. There's no more, you know, now I'm wearing this crown. We could decide 2024. Sure. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll walk into that world and let's fight all over it, all over again, whatever. But right here, right now, this is my moment. I could put this crown on my head. And I just, the, the record finally fell. And that was, a, that was a pretty cool moment. I love like watching these back because when I hear how excited I was, it's funny <laughs> because I said the same thing I just said now and I didn't replay this back. I haven't heard it since, but I was like, look, he'll have two stabs at it. The way the first moved, he should have this, but it's a good game. That was a good game plan. That was a good call. Like let's rock and roll. But how good and satisfying was it? Did you think about putting the crown on your head ahead of time? Or is that just impromptu? It just came to you. Like it, it's funny. Like, it's not like I thought about it or planned it. It's not like I pre-planned like a, like a celebration. Um, but it was just, it, it was just this feeling. Like I, I, I like, I, I just envisioned this moment like thousands of times. Like I just, I, I just dreamt of this moment like a thousand times. I was just like, I, I saw it happening before it actually happened. And it just like, that was, like that was it. It just like that was, like that was the moment. So it, it it was funny in the sense it's like I didn't practice it by any means, but it's like I saw it before. Like I I, I had envisioned it. You know, it was just you, like you saw yourself before. putting the crown on your head. Yeah. Like I. And I was it that moment? And I've never seen you do that before. Well, is 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 the crown on your head moment? Is it because the record fell and now? now you you felt comfortable because you you won yeah. the world title and you didn't do that yeah you won it twice yeah yeah no well, it, it was exactly that i think it was like i think for me um especially because again you don't have you, like you don't have that person there right we don't have russ physically there um and so i think like just out of like respect and just like i'm just very objective and so i look at like i know certain people would think of it different with different ways I know I've talked to people who's like championships, championship, all that. Um, but I, I just think like that, like the crowning type of piece and that whole stuff. Um, you know me, I don't do things for clickbait or the views. I I, I don't care. You share my stuff. Um, so I was like in that moment, it was like, okay, hey, winning the world championship, you break the record, great. You did you you've earned that. You can, you can, you can do that. And so I think in that moment, I was like, okay, I, I finally earned the ability to to do that. Right. And not, not do it prematurely and not do it off of, you know, just, you know, for, for cloud or for ego or whatever. I was like, mm. it's, it's fitting now. It, it it actually fits, you know? Yeah. No, well said, man. It was, it was a, it was a pretty cool moment to see, to see you do that. Like break that record and, and throw the crown on your head. And um, yeah, check that last box for you. 
to be like, okay, here we are. And in that moment that you hit that and you had one more deadlift left to go. So you missed your final deadlift. Yeah. You didn't need it. It was kind of an arbitrary. Were you kind of like, shit, man, I just, how did it feel going out for that last day? It, because you, you had your, you literally had your crowning moment. Yeah. already so it's yeah maybe if you needed that last dead or or was it kind of is it difficult to go back out there when so let me so i'm a i'm a backtrack this a little bit because there's some things that were happening that like it it, it could have potentially just blown up the entire moment like this moment this moment could have like not happened so i'm i'm getting ready i'm feeling great um and i'm getting ready to i'm putting on my socks for deadlifts in the in the warm-up room and like as I'm pulling up my socks, my like right tricep just like locks up and just starts cramping, like like cramping to hell. So I take like a cramp shot and all this other stuff. And so I'm like, all right, I think I think we figured it out. I'm like, yo, why is this happening? Like I don't get it. Like all right, whatever. Um, and then I start deadlifting. We start warming up, and I get to like two, three reds, and then all of a sudden, like the tricep cramp is still kind of there. So I'm like, I can't flex my tricep too much to make my arms long. So I'm like using the bar to like pull my arm instead of actually like flexing it and then my left uh my left hamstring starts to cramp up like you like 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 very quickly like in like that like and i'm just like no i'm like this can't be happening now i'm like this i was like we've come too far this can't be happening now so i'm down i'm i'm just downing water down in water like all anything i can do i'm just like no, we like i need 10 more minutes like give me 20 more minutes um and so like slowly the cramping started to go away. But the 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 flip side to that is like I started just downing so much water that like didn't really have anywhere to go that my stomach was so bloated that every time I pushed into my belt, I literally felt the water like come up like I was about oh. to throw up. And so I'm like, oh man, I'm like, oh man, here I was like, this can't be happening. Um, and so like I'm like maneuvering my belt and like putting it in like weird places so like I can like kind of push, but it doesn't do anything um and so like that's why my first deadlift um and i and i i know you were talking about it um uh, in the commentary like my first deadlift when i dropped it it looked very weird when i put it down and the reason for that was because like i was already like semi cramping up a little bit and so i was trying to like put things down in a way that like was less aggravating um mm. so then second deadlift comes to and like it starts to come down enough that I'm like, yeah, like we're good. Like it's it's happening regardless. Um, and I didn't really have much doubt on like it happening um and, and getting it. Um, but the third deadlift was funny in the sense of after my second, and just because I know my training, um, and mind you, like the second was more than what I'd ever pulled in like my Sheffield prep, you know, just because of like the injury and all that. But just because of how I know my training and my jumps, like Joey asked me, he was like, yo, like. How much do you think you have left? And I'm like, yo, I got, I was like, bro, I, I have about like 40 pounds left. Like if I really wanted to cap it out, I was like, I, I, I genuinely, I was like, I have about 40 pounds. So I don't know what that is, like 17 or 15, whatever kilos, whatever the case may be. Like I have that left. I just don't know if I'm going to cramp up or not. If I cramp up, I'm shot. If I'm not, then we like, we can throw whatever we want on. Um, And so going out for the third deadlift, like I was still like locked in enough because it's like, I was like, oh, I like finished the day. Like, you know, like I, I I had the moment and I was like, I can breathe, but I was just like, the job not finished. Like finish the day nine for nine, do whatever we have to do. And just like really, really like put a bow on it and the cherry on top of it. Um, Cause also in my mind, 
the way that I also viewed it, and it was, and this is something that me and Joey talked about when we we're talking about going for it on the second. I was just like, I'm in the rare predicament, and I was very, 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 very aware of it. I'm in the rare predicament that understanding that breaking the world record might not be enough to go to worlds, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and so, and I, I was, I was hyper aware of that. And so there was kind of two battles that I was fighting. I was like, I need this for the legacy, right? The record needs to fall but I need to do more in order to give myself a fighting chance to get back to worlds again, because there's no way that I can put my body through two, two preps, four weeks apart from each other. Like I'm, I'm still not a hundred percent on this day. Like, you know, I'm still not a hundred percent healthy yet. I can just, I'm just healthy enough to do what I got to do. Um, and so I was still very much so locked in. Cause I'm just like, all right, this is for, like this is for a potential spot back to worlds. Like this is all you have left. Like this is your fighting chance. Um, and so mentally, it wasn't a hard thing for me to like prepare for and be ready for. Uh, unfortunately, it's just I just I just cramped up. Like it's just there was just nothing. Like I started pulling and like literally both both my pecs um, cramped. My my right tricep went, and then like the hand and I was just like I, I was just nothing left. And we almost got it, but. Um, but yeah, it was it was an interesting thing where even that crowning moment, I didn't I enjoyed it, but I didn't fully enjoy it. It wasn't like that sigh of relief where you just let everything go. I was like, no, there's there's like there's still more left. Like like I still have a job to do because I got to get back right. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I got to defend this thing now. Like I got I got my two. I got I got I need the hat trick. I need I need my chance to defend this thing now. You don't get to do this dance without me. Like you're not going to get to do this without me, um, and so that was kind of the mindset behind it. Um, so yeah, it was it was an, a very interesting thing, a very very interesting like emotional place to be, where you're like I'm satisfied, I'm happy, but like it's not done yet, it's not satisfied, um, even though like the job was done, um, hmm. and you know, it's very very interesting. Well, well, uh, well, first off, I'm glad you had your crowning moment and you literally crowned yourself, and then you're 100 right. It's a world games year. This yeah. world champ. I mean, you had your IPF career has been fantastic in two short years. What you squeezed in two short years. <laughs> yeah. You think about that. You think about like the adventures you've had and everything you've oh. done in two. Some people do two years and just, I don't know, man, they're just doing the same old, same old. Your two years in the <laughs> IPF has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. From games, man. Take the full, take the full moment. Multiple time world champion now, Sheffield, Sheffield twice, and Sheffield is bonkers. And you got really? to be in the biggest, like, historic event, breaking the world record. Um, and yeah, so one of them is, and, and all, obviously, before you leave Sheffield as well, you got to podium at Sheffield. Yeah. And podiuming at Sheffield, it's the champion of champions, the best powerlifters. Like you said, look to your left, it's world champions, look to your right. It's world champions. It's nothing but the best of the best of the best. And you're on the podium. Absolutely. I mean, you've your your accolades and resume has been has been crazy. And now, like the last thing would be world games. Yeah. And it's so difficult because if you were to make it to worlds, you'd be a shoe in because you have to podium at worlds. So if you go to worlds, doesn't matter. It'd be crazy for me to envision 383s pushing you off the podium. I can't picture that. It'd be very difficult. It's not <laughs> impossible. I got you. Yeah. But it's very difficult because you're in the 840s now. 
Uh, but the way it's all set up, you know, so that's why, mm -hmm. that's why I get it now. Your last deadlift, you're like, I got to do my best. You know, I got other goals. That that was a cool ass goal, but I got, I got, a, I got a couple other goals to go. Yeah. And the job's not done yet. And Sheffield's 3000 people will help you get back up. There's an adrenaline dump after breaking the world record. You've been chasing it for a while. Yeah. But you walk about back out there, 3000 people yelling at you. It'll be a little bit easier. Yeah, they'll, and, they'll get uh, you back up again. They they they'll get you back there. Up. They give you good energy. Um, so let's take a look at the medal ceremony, and I want you to tell me how you're feeling and how this ranks in terms of all of your accomplishments, which at this point is getting pretty. We cool. didn't expect. It is Delaney. Delaney Wallace in third. And it was a great performance from him. He took Russell's total world record. He led the field for a while. Yeah, you were leading, by the way. that world record for so long. Two-time world champion. Prove a point by taking that world record. He was so close to it last year. He manifested it this year. Like, now you can let it sink in. Holy shit, I'm on the podium. And in second place, how was that feeling right there to actually make the podium there at Sheffield? It's all over, and now you could appreciate yeah, man. Um, to kind of like paint the picture for that, uh, I'll, I'll like rewind it a little bit to the last deadlift. I, I pulled my last deadlift, missed it, um, and I'm walking off and automatically because everybody at Sheffield gets drug tested. No, nope, there's everybody gets drug tested automatically. You're well, um, and so my drug test person is like, "Hey, it's about that time," and I'm like, "All right, cool. Let's just run it, get it out the way," because I know that um, last year it took forever. So I was just like, "Hey, like I don't want to wait." Like. I'll let them do the rest of their stuff, but I'm trying to beat everybody there, finish it off so I can like get some food and eat. Um, and I'm walking off with my with 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 my drug test person, and Tina grabs my arm and he's, she's like, Delaney, you might want to stick around a little bit longer. And I'm just like, why? Like I was I was just like I, I was just gonna do the drug test real quick and like y'all y'all do the award ceremony, I'll be done. And she's like. No, you're in first right now, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I like when I say I, like my head was down and I have no clue what anybody around me was doing. I thought I was like, I was like, ah, maybe I got like seventh, eighth, like maybe I creep my way back up around like fifth, fifth, fourth again. I was like, I don't think I was dead last, like, like, but like I was like, I'm not, I'm not on the podium, and I'm literally sitting there. And at this point in time, like the third attempts for deadlifts are like halfway done. Like there's only like four more people. <laughs> you know, you, were, like, you like, were in it for a hot it's minute. Like Gustav, it's like you know, a couple other people. Like it's not that many people left, and I'm just like, and so now I'm sitting here and I'm like, damn. And so there's two. There, at that moment, there was two things that I that went through my mind. I was like, first of all, I was like, fuck, I should have hit that last deadlift because <laughs> then it would be a little bit harder. <laughs> but then the second thing, I was like, I was like, yo, there's no way. I was like, there's no way. Like it like literally, I just started getting flashbacks of like my entire prep. I was like, yo, I was literally squatting like a plate like set like 70 days ago. Like I I couldn't lift. Like seven, there's no way that this is happening. And like so one person missed. I'm like, oh shoot, here we go. You're telling your mom, we're going to Sizzler tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going, like, hey yo, back. I'm like, I, you, you, like, you, y'all didn't like the you, dancing before. Now I'm really turned up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
You're calling your partners at the financial. You're like about to make some investments tomorrow morning. Get ready. Got some money to play with. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so then Keiko comes up and I'm like, oh, I was like, all right, it's Keiko. He go and get this. That, that, that was like, he, he got, so he, he ended up getting it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I got second, like I'm second right now. And I think Gustav pulled after that and ended up pulling for first at that point. And I'm like, damn, all right, I'm at third. And then Jesus comes up and I see that he's pulling from like 11th to like first. And I'm like, oh, mm. shit, here we go. I was like, damn, all right. <laughs> I'm, like in my mind, I'm like, oh, damn, yeah. All right, I'm off the podium. I was like, this this is a good, this is a good story though. I'm like, I'm like, look, I'm I'm cool. And then he ended up missing. Um, And I'm like, yo, I'm really, like, I'm really here. Like, I'm, I'm really, I'm really here. Like I'm on the podium, like from literally the bar to podium with the best of the best in the world. Um, and so with with all that, like, you know, you you played the replay of like the ceremony on that piece. Like it was such a like an out-of-body surreal experience for me. Because just like that entire time when I'm on the platform, like I'm not even really I'm not really even in tune with all of the like all of the crowd and the people and like the noise and all that. Like I'm literally just replaying the entire prep and journey to here. Right. And like, I, and I, I, like, I distinctly remember, I'm like, yo, like I talk on the phone with my sister, like, yeah, I think I'm going to pull out of the meet. Like, I think I'm going to do, I don't think I'm going to make it like, da, da, da. like, you know, like get, get a little bit better, get worse, get a little better, get worse. And I was just like, it was, it was just such an out of body surreal experience for me in the sense that I'm just like, yo, like I was on one leg and it's just like, you just never know. And it, it cause it comes down to what I say all the time. It's like you, sometimes you just have to show up to the dance. Like there, there's just something to be said, just show up to the dance, lay it all out and, and, and just see what happens. And, you know, like I, I, I feel this way about like every, like so many moments of my life outside of powerlifting as well, where just showing up and just giving it everything like you sometimes you just receive way more than you even imagine right like our 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 imagination like what 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 we envision that we want is 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 dampered by what our vision is like we we can only imagine as far as we can see and sometimes like if you just show up to the dance and you just give everything you stop worrying about the outcomes and you just worry about the day-to-day actions that you need to get better like man god will bless you with some with with things that you didn't even know were possible and so it, it was it was like a crazy experience. I, I didn't like it. I was still processing it as it was going. I was like, I can't actually believe that this happened. And like, I'm holding this trophy like this is this is sick. This is dope, um, especially like knowing that like I was I was one off the podium last year. Like I just missed being off the I was fourth last year and I was fully healthy then. And I'm just like, how, like, you just never know when when it's your time. Um, and so it, it was a it was a crazy experience. It was, it was, it was, it was great to kind of feel that. Um, and it, and it, and it put a nice bow on the whole, you know, the prep, the story, um, and just, you know, a new, a new level of confidence on that front and just, you know, being an executioner and just doing what you have to do regardless of what's going on around the you. Sniper. Absolutely. Remember that video? Absolutely. You love that one. Dog. I got to go back and watch it. That was such a good video. I, I you need to make some more, by the way. You, I'm, you I'm, now you, back you have it. you have content, you have clips, um, uh, you got a story that's phenomenal. And I just checked the views on this 320,000 views on that Sheffield. I mean, USAPL wow. raw nats had like 27,000. 
it's like over 10 times the views. It's crazy the views on this. And it's been a week. Nice. It's only been a week, man. Yeah. Not, you know, God knows how long. Like it's it's a crazy amount of people. You've let you've left your footprints in the game, you yeah. know, and you've had you've had some some wild moments. And you know, listening to you talk about the deadlifts of all all your like uh, opponents as they're coming up after you. And sometimes, you know, you ask them like, are you rooting for them to fail for them to drop it? But in this case, it's like, my man, I don't know what the conversion is to American, but it's like for $60,000, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look at that. Jesus is my man. Keiko's my man, but that's 60K, man. I, I don't know about you, but I could use I'm, that. I thought you were steak, bro. Just drop it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Make it's some like, yes, you'll, you'll, you'll make it back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're like any other year, it's yours, man. Any other year, <laughs> uh, I, I got you, but I need this money, man. I need this money. I got to make some moves. Um, yeah, man, that'd be difficult. It'd be difficult not to to be like, yeah, I could probably use the cake. Thank you, but uh, yeah, it, it was some crazy moments, man. How did you sleep that night? <laughs> How did I sleep? I didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. I think I was up until like seven, like six in the morning. You must have been like everything must have been flowing through your mind. Like you had you you made some money, you made a little bit of dough, which yeah, is nice. Yeah. The difference between this, you know, you hear other quote unquote pro meets, and they give you a check, but they make you fly, they make you pay for the hotel, the flight, and yeah. you like might break even. It's like yeah. that's not really a pro. Whereas SPD, you're a pro. They're flying yeah. you out. They're flying other people out for you. They're putting you in a hotel. They're everything. And that money you make is above and beyond. Yeah. It's for really real money. Yeah. Um, and you made some decent coin, man. I don't know what 5,000 British pounds is. How much is that American? I think it, I think it converts me like high fives, I think. But like, so like, so like, a, a, I think it's a little short of like six, like six grand. Not six thousand dollars for so a day's work. Record and then whatever third was, I think third might have been another like seventy five hundred pounds or something like that. So oh, okay, so you made over six k for a day's work. Not yeah. bad. I'll get out of bed for six k on any given day. Okay. So I'm like, you're gonna show up to work today? I don't know, man. I'm tired. I'll give you six day six k if you show up to work today. Yeah, you you, you book me. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. Book. Hey, I'll tell you what. Book me tomorrow and next week too. I'll be there. <laughs> don't worry about that. Just write it again. <laughs> Deal, run it again. Let's do it. Um, yeah, man, it's been uh it's been a crazy ride. I freaking um I am so flipping grateful that you came to the IPF. Dog, not only did you accomplish all this, like I never would have got to know you. You know, in 2021, when you're doing USAPL and Nats and, and you you came in second, that was really like 2021 USAPL Nats is you Gavin really broke onto the scene. You yeah. broke on at the same time. He came in second as well. And before that, both of you guys hadn't like shown what, what you showed there. You had yeah. potential. Yeah. But you hadn't like exploded and blossomed out. And both you and Gavin, 2021 USAPL Nats, like put yourself on the map. And everyone's like, oh, wow, there are two contenders here. You know, and since, and I had no idea over the next two years, like how often we see each other, be hanging out, all the podcasts and everything. You don't know who's going to enter your life. No, nah, man. You not, know what I mean? No, not at all. I mean, dude, I remember what, when I started, what, in like 2018 or whatever, um, 
like I remember like being new to powerlifting. I'm just like, oh, I got to do something that I can get on the KOTO page. Like I got to do that. I got to do that. I remember like the first squat that ever got reposted and just like, you know, fast forward to now and like, yo, we're chilling in, in South Africa. We're chilling in Malta. We're chilling in, in the UK. Like you, you were the one that, hey, America. That, 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 um, that pushed me to start doing like public speaking and stuff too. It's just like, yeah, yeah, like this never would have happened. Never would have happened if, you know, that, that moment didn't happen. Like you, Joey, Pete and everybody didn't tell me, hey, like there, there's some opportunity over here. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful for it all, man. Like super grateful for it all. I'm just like, um, I'm glad you, like you seize that bull by the horns, man. You like talk about, like, I remember talking to you cause I knew you had potential and I shot you a DM and I'm like, I knew, I knew Sheffield was coming around. I knew the doors I could open and I knew the potential you had. And I'm like, you got to think about this, man. <laughs> you know, you you really got to think about what might happen for you. And you were like, you know what? And I think I was saying at the same time you and Joey were thinking, because Joey had 283s. It was a perfect moment. He had 283s. And I think Russ had said, announced he's going USAPL. And I remember thinking, well, if Joey's got 283s, it doesn't super duper make sense for both you guys to go into the same fed. Why wouldn't you divide conquer work that way so you both have a route and i remember thinking in my head look russ is going to do whatever he wants to do but i think he's going to regret that decision which obviously now he's like yeah i think i made the wrong yeah. decision <laughs> but um, i mean it is he's coming back it is what it is yeah. he's still got time to do stuff but i remember he, i remember telling you like look at man russ is his own man he's going to do what you want to do but i think you should really consider <laughs> this i think I think you're gonna be happy. I, Yo, think you're dude, gonna I, be I remember, and it. it took me a week to decide because I was I was dead set. I was like dead set. I was like, "Yo, like everybody else, I'm following. I'm gonna go get the da da da." And then like Joey was like, "Hey, all right." He's like, "Hold up a second. I have an idea." Then you hit my DMs. You're like, "Oh, yo, listen, I have an idea." Then Pete talked to me and he was like, "Listen, you know, this is the road." And I'm just like. And to your point, I, I I looked at it all and I was just like objectively, I was like, I'm gonna I would I would I would kick myself in the ass later if I, I mean, can you imagine if it didn't happen? Can you imagine none of this happened? I I'd be I'd throw up right now. I'd be sick. I'd be, be sick crazy. I'd be absolutely sick to my stomach. I'd be like everybody else coming over because they realized they realized they didn't get made the wrong shot. And oh. I'd be sick. I was like, just nothing but wasted opportunity, time. Friendships, the whole nine yards, man. Dude, um, yeah. If you woke up tomorrow and you realized this was all a dream, and you actually stayed USAPL, you would be like, "No, oh, I fell oh, up. I'd actually, I'd probably go into cardiac arrest." <laughs> <laughs> I was. You woke up and you're in Memphis. I was. You woke to bust into flames. In, <laughs> in <laughs> like, um, and yeah, man, I am so glad I got to know you. And like you're in my life and we're friends now. And I can like, I can't imagine not having become friends with you. Like you're one of the people that when I, when like, if you're at an event, I'm like, okay, fucking good. Delaney's here. I come down to everyone eating and I'm like, all right, Delaney's like, you're at a table. And like, I'm going to go sit at Delaney's table. Like oh it's, God. I can't imagine though, not knowing you or like knowing you like that. We yeah. would have done podcasts. We probably would have yeah. done like, you know, but we wouldn't have been able to hang out, hang out. Yeah. 
it's crazy how life goes like that. Just one decision will bring people into your life. And, uh, and everybody you've met, like I met you, but you've, and you met me, but there's probably tons of people that you ended up connecting with and meeting like around the world. And it's, um, yeah, I I mean, dude, yeah, it, it like, I have to say like, like world championships, Sheffield, the whole nine yards, all that is great. Um, and like, it can't be graded on the same scale. But I think one of the things that like I'm even mo- more grateful for in terms of just like powerlifting and the route and the journey and everything is just like, you, I mean, like I didn't have, I didn't renew my passport prior to South Africa Worlds. Like I wasn't going nowhere, you know, I'd stay, stay in, in the U.S. Um, but seeing South Africa, seeing Malta, meeting all the people from different countries and creating those friendships and, and all of that, man, I mean, like it is invaluable. Like I, I to your point, like I, I couldn't imagine not being friends with you. I couldn't imagine not being friends with like people from all over. Like I just couldn't imagine some of the relationships that I have and the people that I'm like, yo, like I really like Hedrick's my guy. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Hedrick's the goat, bro. <laughs> you yeah. brought me from 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 yeah. That's my guy. Like you know, like just random stuff like that. Um, it's just such a blessing, man. And so, uh, like it, it's crazy to think like one one decision to change your whole life one decision to change it all and it's crazy also like you talking about you know you didn't really have a reason to renew your passport your your work wasn't going to take you abroad to travel or whatever right and yeah we were in africa on like safaris and like we like you know what i mean like we 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 were ziplining off of and uh, dude can i say I something I myself <laughs> i i was just about to say that I literally, we, I don't know how the fuck I got talked into zip lining because I'm not a heights guy. And I literally, my stomach was turning and I was, it was like the fear of death. And there's no fear like the fear of death. And I was like, I, if I could get away out of this, I would take it. I actually remember you're always so high energy and easygoing. And I remember I was like, yo, Delaney is going through it right now. You, you stopped talking and it was like, what is going on with Delaney? Remember there's a video of us all like all mogging all, I'll be like all smiling or whatever. And then, and then the guy's like, all right, get your shit on and get ready to go. And all of a sudden, every it was like it's like we're at the gallows waiting to be hung it was like we were all like <laughs> thanks man we're about to jump off the side of a mountain in in oh god it was amazing what are we but doing I, re- I remember that moment and like this is the one bad thing about me i'm a quick starter i don't need a lot of information for you to just get me to start going like i'll figure it out as i go and that, it yeah. gets me into shit sometimes Right. Shoot, Malta. There's a story there too. I know that one. Like it gets me into shit sometimes. Yeah. So then, so then yeah. you guys are talking about zip lining, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's dope. Whatever. And so I'm thinking like the U.S. zip lining. You jump from like one tree to another tree to another tree, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. some little stuff. And so we get to the the safari thing, and the lady's explaining it all, and she's like, yeah, you know, it goes two people at a time. Uh, the speed maxes out at like 60 miles per hour. Blah blah blah. And like I'm hearing her, but I'm not really like I'm not really absorbing what she's saying. Like she's say what we she told us. She's like, yeah, it's like a hundred and something whatever yards or whatever, sixty miles per hour capped out. And I'm like hearing, and I'm like, yeah, you know, sixty miles. All right, yeah, you know, that's not that crazy. Bad. Like I'm just chill. And then as I'm 
as we're go, we, we're in this like jeep, and they're going up this. They're, like they're driving for a little bit, so the mountain wasn't right away. So they're driving for a little bit, and we're just like, all right, yeah, we're gonna do this. this is dope. And then we start going up this hill and this mountain, and it's like it, it's like five minutes past, and we're still going up the mountain. And I and then I realize, you know, it, it, <laughs> we're like halfway up the mountain, and I look over, and I and and that's when it hit me. I'm, I look over, and I'm just like, oh no. I've made a grave error. <laughs> and that's when I realized how high we were actually going. And I was like, I need to go. I I, I can't do this. I was like, I need to go down. <laughs> Your demeanor changed. Like, biggest. I was feeling the same as you. I just wasn't quite as <laughs> your demeanor. It actually got me scared. It got me. <laughs> I lost courage. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I need you to fake it for me, Delaney. I was getting scared. I was like, holy shit. I had anxiety like crazy. I was like, I don't want to do this. That was It's crazy because I was the same way. I was also like, the lady was saying how tall. It's off the side of a mountain. And the lady was saying, and I, it, I just wasn't registering. Dog, do you understand what you're about to do, you idiot? And I wasn't. I was like, yeah. I was like, you. I was like, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Let's go, fellas. And then by the time we get to the top of the mountain, I was like, this is a fucking mistake, man. What are we doing? None of us wanted to do this. I looked at every one of your eyes and I was like, do anybody, does any of us want to still do this? But none of us are going to, but we're all going to, we're not going to back down. We couldn't break. None of us wanted to do that. We couldn't break. We all knew that neither of us wanted to do it, but nobody nah. wanted to break. If one of Nobody's us had, breaking. If one of us had broke, we all would have broke. Oh yeah. No, we you, blame the other one. <laughs> if you <laughs> walked away, I was like, I got to walk down there with my man. I, I got to walk down there with my man. I want to make sure he's all right. And then Gavin would have followed me and Kedrick would have came. We all, let's get the fuck out of here. And we would have been back in that truck. Nobody give a shit. We like, man, let's get, let's never, let's, we never, hey, fellas, let's agree. We never paid for this excursion. We went to the mall. This never happened. Okay. If that excursion guy is at the resort and he says he recognized me, I don't fucking know who you, I, I never met you for in my life, sir. I didn't give you my money and walk off that mountain like a coward. I don't know what you're talking about. That was someone else. Dude, I would have backed out. Dude, and we, we were, we were, we were above nothing. It was just rock. It was just rock <laughs> in, in soil. If that's if that just snapped, we were dead. It wasn't like a oh, water, yeah. and then I can't swim anymore. No. I was dead regardless if it was water, but at least it was a, a softer landing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just rock, and they stopped. that's another thing. And they stopped us by there was no brakes. They just yeah. they just told it, held up a stick and said, "Grab it." <laughs> You're right. Usually it's over water, and for us it was off the side of a fucking mountain, and you look down and it's just rock. And you're like, Jesus, man, is this actually regulation? Like, I think it's different here in Africa. And they're like, all right, man, you're right. It was just like, yes, I'm to go, kid. I was like, I you know, like, I'm South Africa. This shit is different. I felt like yeah. Mufasa on the when he got thrown off the cliff. I was like, this is how Mufasa <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know how this ends. <laughs> I paid somebody good money to throw me off the side of a mountain. And it was, it was terrifying. But dog, damn. That was, and that was South Africa. We've had some moments, man. And Malta was wild. Malta was beautiful. Malta, Malta they beautiful. actually filmed Game of Thrones there. Like, yeah. um, did you get a chance to walk around a little bit? I, I went around a little bit. Like, I went to all, like, the different, like, beaches. Like, yo, the water there, man, was so crystal clear. Dude, dude. The French toast at this little, like, shack 
on the corner, like in like in actual town, it was by far singular the the greatest French toast I've ever tasted in my entire life. It just like I I I would literally I would literally book a plane ticket to Malta today right now just to get that French toast. Like if if, if, you, it, if, it, if it wouldn't destroy my training schedule, I would absolutely do that right now with, without question, happily, happily. If you got that Sheffield first place money, the, and they asked you where you going, you're like, from UK to Malta is not a big trip, and I got some French toast on me. Dude, talking about big trips, so <laughs> I know it didn't happen. It's probably a good thing that the Ravens didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Because when I tell you when they were going to the to the championships and all that, I was I was literally trying to find a flight from Sheffield straight to Vegas so I could oh see God. the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, oh my like, God. I would blow the whole Sheffield check. <laughs> <laughs> Worst financial decision ever. Do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I uh yeah, I mean, I watched it with Matt Gary and them. I was going to say, actually, oh, wait. I was actually at the banquet sitting beside Moro, who um, is the meat director for Worlds in Malta. And uh -huh. he was telling me the story behind Malta. I'm not going to say the money he dropped in because that's not my story to tell. But let me tell you something. They dropped some serious coin really? into that Malta Worlds. I mean, I mean it was sick. It was coin. awesome. It was awesome. It was, it's the best worlds I've ever been to. Yeah. It, it was it was very well done. And um and he's sticking around. He actually didn't get into powerlifting until COVID. COVID years. And because his company he has a company where they do like massive events. I guess it was a soccer league where Apple, Google, Amazon have soccer teams, and he does their World Cup. Like he's okay. he's like, this is what he does as sports events, major okay. big. Big money sports events. He's that and guy. He somehow got into powerlifting over COVID, found it, and is like, I think I want to hold the world championships. Threw in a bid, won the bid, um, because he's willing to go all in. He knows yeah. how to do events like this. And um extremely it. dude, talking about like you don't know who's gonna enter your life, just sat beside him at the banquet. Like, hey, my name's Ryan. He goes, Hey, my name's Morrow. And we started talking. And I don't know. We we might do some stuff together ourselves, me and him, uh, because he's got. You never know who you sit beside, right? But he's he's got events that he holds, and they could use commentators, and you never know what's gonna happen. That's you never sick. know what's gonna happen in this. You don't know who you're sitting beside. This is why you know what you you said earlier in this podcast. Say yes and go, because you don't know who you sit beside. You don't know what doors open. You don't know like who you're gonna meet. Um, inspirational people, whatever. Who's gonna come into your life and stay in your life? Too. I've I've never said I've I've never said yes and gone all in and regretted it. I've only regretted when I when I said nah, that's too big, that's too whatever, that's that. Just just go, just go, just go. And 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 your story now is um I mean just like in the last week I deeper and deeper, and yeah. you you have, I mean you do public speaking. You have so much more to talk about though, man. You could write a book. You could do a 45 minute keynote speech on your story at this point. Yeah. Um, you got so many ups, downs, and so many, like, even coming into Sheffield, like the fact that you missed it by an inch, and you could show that that clip of you missing by an inch. 
and then you could show you hitting it and putting the crown on your head. Like you could make it so dynamic, a, a public speaking engagement, but your storyline is, is amazing. Moving forward. I know Joey was talking about 93 for yourself, but look at my money. I think 83 isn't done yet. A yeah. you're not, you're not too, but you're not like struggling to make weight. You, you're right on the money. Yeah. You, you should cut. Like you have a good, healthy cut. And obviously your performances are showing you're not, you know, it's not like if your cut was like, oh my God, it killed me, blah, blah, blah. Not the case. And I think there's more to be done. Yeah. But what do you think in the future? So we, we talked about, look, you and Russ have got to meet on the platform at some point. And I don't know another 83 is going to push up like that. So I think we kind of sort of need you in Russ at some point. In the future, though, are you thinking, what, what are you thinking? Are, are you the type to go 93, 10 kilos, 22 pounds? Um, I mean, it's not inconceivable. I mean, when I played football, I was about 200. So, you know, it's not too okay. far from the, from the 205. I mean, I had to work to get there. Like, you can't miss a meal or else you lose five pounds overnight, right? Mm. Um, But, yeah, to your point, I mean, I don't see that happening anytime soon for me. Um. And again, I think the next several weeks are going to tell a lot. Like, what happens at nationals? Can I find my way to worlds? Can can we do that? Um, but I, I think at this point in time, focus is really just eighty three. And and I think also it's like I so there's twofold to it. When I say there's unfinished business, there's one. Russ has now come back. Now we're back in the same federation. We can't miss each other this time. It has right. to happen, right? Like we have we have to get this done. Like I said, I don't want to Taylor Atwood and Perk piece where like they just miss each other. Ray Williams and and Jesus miss each other. Like we powerlifting has had enough of people missing each other. We have to make it happen. Um, but then also at the flip side, it's the realization that you know this meet was the strongest I've ever been, but the weakest I'll ever be. Right? Like I I wasn't a hundred percent, and that that is real, and it's hard to believe just because it's like I I I did progress or got better. But there's so much more left in the tank. There's so there's so much more left on squat. There's there there is more left on bench for sure. And deadlift is is there there's there's so much more on all three that like I I I have to cap this out first. I need I need I need to I need to have my all out meet first as well. Um and so I mean I, I think we talked about it. Like if I had it my way, um all the stars aligned and I and, and you know God's will. You know, try to get back to worlds again, do the dance, do, do get to the world games, compete at the world games. And I think that that landmark, that time frame for me will tell everything. And I think after that, that's where I kind of sit down and I say, OK, hey, what do I want to do, um, you know, in, out, up, down, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't I don't necessarily know if uh, 93 is calling my name as of yet. I, I'm not having not having too much trouble cutting. It's It's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty chill. <laughs> and and by the way, if you go to Worlds and you win Worlds, you will be the first to win three World Championships at 83 kilos. Another check for you. Yeah. You know, another checkbox for you. Like you will be the first to cross that line. I mean, you've you've done a lot, but it's if it's you, you have that. And if it's you, obviously, then you have the other another checkbox coming in terms of world games. So there's yeah, you're right. The next three weeks is very pivotal for you in your future. And no matter how it goes, though, if you go to Worlds, you got an opportunity to make history. 
you got an opportunity to be the first. And then you have an opportunity for World Games. And if it's Russell goes to Worlds, it ain't over. It's not like the world implodes. Yeah, You, you got to stick around because you and Russ now have a storyline that needs to get sto- sorted. And yeah. you let the rest of the powerlifting world speak on that and be like, okay, let's let's see these guys sorted. And at some point or rather, you'll have more opportunities to continue to go to Worlds and more opportunities to, you're still in your 20s. There's, there's World Games every four years. You'll have another shot at a World Games. If it's Russ who goes this time, um, you will have another shot and we'll see how these things pass. Because I think Russ is more likely to at some point go 83 than yourself if I'm looking at, he fills out quicker. I mean, I can't see you getting chubby. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, I can't just can't see. It. You know what I mean? I just don't like 22 pounds is a lot. You could, you've been I mean, 200 pounds before, but guys like Gavin cut to make 205. They don't walk around at 205. And guys like Gavin have to weigh in twice to make 205. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a whole another level of um so that would stress know. me out. I'd be so stressed. Yeah, you remember God. me at Nets? I was already I was I was 83.1 kilos like at like nine o'clock at night the day before the meet, and I was still freaking out like I might not make weight. <laughs> and you're like, dude, you can eat. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> no, you were you were that would stress me out if I was that heavy. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no idea. Gavin just operates and you know, certain ranges and stays calm, cool, and collected. God bless. And still broke the squat world record like moment. And he like wasted time on his recomp because he had to weigh in twice when yeah. he could have been recomping and taking in water, taking in calories. Yeah. He blew like an hour having yeah. to sweat it out again. And God bless Ray who came with them, um, runs the gym. Is it called the war room? Yeah. The war room. Yeah. Dope gym. Ray shout out to Ray. Who's obviously, who's like as nice a freaking guy as you're going to meet by the way and literally cut weight with gavin both times he was in the sauna with gavin sweating it out and like this is where when a team there's nothing fun about being in the sauna when you're at the bottom end cortisol levels are going up and you're trying to sweat it out when you're the coach or teammate and you get in there with them it is mentally and emotionally huge if you've yeah. ever been on a, I know you haven't done a lot of huge weight cuts, but like when you're at the bottom end and it's getting tough, when the person hop is in there with you, it's, it's, it really is huge. I know Penna will do that with his athletes because Penna has been, he's been hospitalized trying to cut weight before. And it was what y'all do, man. <laughs> he, I must be doing something wrong because I think I did. Joey was right. This I'm is the past. This is years ago. <laughs> this is years ago. He's, he's fine tuned it since. This okay. is like early days of him figuring it out, but he's been hospitalized. Man. Um, so he knows how tough it is. So if he's around it, like I think it was Turbo Tiff and a few of the other French people were in the sauna. He'll get in there, he'll cut, and he'll be like, "We're he'll, he's in it. He's in the shit with you, right?" Yeah. And it's tough. It's not fun. Um, so the whole French team is in there, but Ray later on that day, like was like super super tired. And like he took a piss and his piss was like super yellow, orange, whatever. And he's like, the fuck is wrong with me? He's like, I feel so tired. And then we took a piss. He's like, oh, yeah, I cut weight today. And he's like, he forgot. He goes, it's like, Ray, you also didn't recomp like Gavin did. You cut like Gavin. 
But Gavin brought his recomp, his Gatorades and his, you did none of that because he didn't think about it. Because when you're the coach, when you're the athlete, you're like, I got to recomp. I got to get ready. Within two hours, you're back on your feet. But because you're not the athlete and you just forget and you're like, he's like, oh, fuck, I didn't rehydrate. And he was like, he was all day dehydrated at the end of the day. I'm like, Ray, you all right? He's like, dog, I fucking forgot to rehydrate. I forgot I cut. He goes, I actually forgot I cut weight too. He's, I thought, you, you know, you almost get it like in this along for the ride yeah. thing in your head where you forget like, no, no, you're also in the sauna, bro. You were also sweating, bro. This has repercussions. Like, <laughs> like this is good. Yeah. And he just didn't rehydrate, recomp or nothing. At the end of the day, when he took a piss, because he had no piss in him, it took him till the end of the day when he finally had to piss because he had no water in him. He's like, what the fuck? I'm peeing like a teenage mutant turtle. And he's like, he's like, oh, damn. And he's like, he said his hamstrings were all crampy. And he's like, oh, man. I forgot. He's just all caught up in the moment and he's excited. It's Sheffield. You know what I mean? He's like, he forgot. And he's like, holy smokes. I'm like, Ray, you better drink something before you pull your hamstring or something, man. You, you, you've been dehydrated way too long, bro. And he's you're like, oh, wow. not get home. You're going to end up, you're going to end up like in a hospital. Dude, this, let this be a cautionary tale for all coaches who are trying to be heroes, hopping in there and doing hats off. Got you, but you better recomp then you better get ready yourself. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know if I, uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I, I think coaches will do that. At least a teammate hops in there. I know MMA fighters and, and boxers, someone cuts weight, you get in there with them. You, 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 you get in there with them and do it. Uh, you're coaching now. Would you do that? Man, I barely got in the sauna for myself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'll stand outside. <laughs> that's where Gavin will be like. You that's where me. Gavin will be like, thank you, my man, but don't expect me to get in there with you, man. I have a hard enough time cutting my heart. <laughs> Gavin, is, yo, just stop eating so much, bro. <laughs> he loves it. I love how he said, too, at the hotel, he's like, I was kept convincing myself. I, I like a big cut. I feel better with a big cut. Well, the whole way leading into until his day to actually do the big cut. And then he's like, why the fuck did I do this to myself? Why do I do this to myself? What am I doing? Yeah, he was like, he's like, why am I doing this? And he had to weigh in twice. And he's like, why did I do this? Why do I do this for myself? And then I'm like, dog, you know, you're going to do this again to yourself. Yeah, he's going to do it again. This is the first time. Like, that's why he asked me this is the first time. No, this is this is literally the 10,000th the time. I love <laughs> it. It. Worse. it doesn't even get better. It gets worse. I love it. I love it. I, I, I wonder though, here's what I'll say for Gavin. Um, three squats, two times broke the world record. The mm -hmm. bench came down. Deadlift was phenomenal. If he bench pressed his PB, not even a new, not even a personal record, yeah. but it, what he's already benched before, he would have been over 900 kilos. His bench is what came down and failed him this time. Really? If he could get his bench to where he normally was, I don't even need to add kilos. He doesn't need even need, he doesn't need to improve on a single lift. If he could just do all of his personal best on the same day, he's over 900 kilos. He, he would win Sheffield. He could win the world, win the world title. It's all right there for him. Sick. You just got to put it all together. Yeah, got to put it all together. So that's why I don't think like, um, he's got business to do at 93.
And he's another guy, dude. I might not see him at Worlds. What are we doing? What the fuck is gonna happen here? Dude? I don't know, bro. Y'all got y'all got call me call me over there, commentate or something. So make a petition, bring a knife man over so I can get there, man. Dude, <laughs> <It's> like, <weird. laughs> these are my boys. I'm gonna get this is, the, <laughs> this is my crew. Can't lock me. You out. know what I mean? Like you and Gavin. If you and Gavin don't go, what the, what am I doing? I'm gonna be so like like I, I mean I like I like I, I, I like Petrie, Tycho, or whoever. I like Russ, whatever. Like. But I'm so used to you guys, you know, like, uh, it's tough. Like the good thing is I'm commentating these SBD meets too. So like, no matter what, I'm going to see you guys around. Like I'm mm -hmm. doing PA Nats. I'm doing like for here, like in the conceivable future, I'm doing like the money meets SBDs doing, um, you know, so I'm still no matter what, but it's weird if you guys, you know, it's tough, man. It's tough, yeah. bro. We'll keep in contact. Tell, tell Gaston to give us a wild card or something. <laughs> we need wild cards for Worlds now. Can you imagine? How freaking amazing would that be? A mm. guess, just five. Or one, each division gets a wild card. And it's based off of how close you are to the world record. Dog, I wouldn't be mad at that. And any, any nation can get it. So it's fair. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Hey, That'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be amazing i don't got that kind of pull i don't got that kind of pull i wish i did uh but yeah or like commentating or something like that who knows um that's a little easier that i did talk the ipf into bringing gavin for, well, yeah, for commentating at junior stuff. worlds <laughs> oh man god bless god bless man we've done some we've done i'd some be the worst person to commentate though it, it, I'd be sunk. You had to you had to tell me who I'm competing against. I don't know anybody. That's right. <laughs> I can't even fake like I know what I'm doing. Yes, right. So I had to tell you. Would be like, oh yeah, oh, oh, it, that was the world record total. Oh shoot, I, I didn't know that weight class. <laughs> Going into uh, South Africa, you didn't know who Tim Monagati was for the longest time, and I was like, yeah, no, that's your main guy. Is Tim Monagati like? Is he good? I'm like, he's really fucking good. <laughs> he's uh, like he's. He said it was good. <laughs> yeah, he's like now you know he's done all these things, but yeah, he's really good. But uh, yeah, man, it's probably for the best that you don't, because then you're not like you're above a lot of the BS that goes on as well. You get the best of both worlds. You get to live it and not be dragged into some BS or whatever, which is nice. I'm but, the uh, I'm the lifter that just is just like the the weekend like spectator of it all. <laughs> it's probably it's probably for the best, my man. You, 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 like whenever things are going on, you're like, I had no idea. I'm like, that's good. That's good. You show up, you do your job, you enjoy your moments and you, you hop off the hop offline. Yeah. I pull up and half the world is falling apart. And I'm like, yo, what did y'all do? While I was oh, I know. <laughs> That's happened a few times where there's been like crazy turmoil and you're like, sorry, I'm like a week late on this. What the hell happened? And we're like, that was, a, a, it was, I'm like. Don't even don't even jump in now, man. It's it's like already passed and people don't want to bring it up anymore. People are already past it. And you're like, I'm just trying to catch up. Who's mad at who? Who's doing what? Why? Well, I, I don't know what's happening, man. And we're like, the lady, stay doing finances. Keep your head down. We'll see you in Malta, bro. That's right. That's right. Uh, Frick. But anyways, listen, man, thank you for coming on the podcast. We just crushed two hours. Easy peasy lemon squeezy like we normally do. 
Um, we got to keep in contact, man. I, I don't know. This this one's weird because we don't know. I don't know when I'm going to see you again. No. I know, like, look, at I'm, I'm now living just north of Detroit. Okay, I'm in Windsor across the bridge from Detroit. Okay. That's, I'm actually a little further from you because Toronto's closer to Detroit. And I was living like an hour outside of Toronto. So, or sorry, uh, Toronto's closer to New York. And I was living an hour outside of Toronto. I was like 90 minutes from Buffalo. Like I could drive into New York state. I'm Detroit's a little further away from New York. Right. But I'm close enough to the U S man. We'll if you're make floating around the Detroit area, I'm gonna let you know if, or if you're around like Toronto, or whatnot. I still got family and everybody around that area. Let me know, and um, if I come by New York, man, I'm dropping you a line, and we gotta link up, bro. We gotta link up, and and make sure it's around Toronto and not like when you hit me up, hey, bro, I'm being your side of the. I'm like, dog, that's you are further away from me than when you were home in New York. Do you know that? I was like, <laughs> my dear dude, I am. You are so far away from me. You are like in Calgary. I'm like, I'm like, brother, if I started driving now, I will get there in five days. <laughs> you are, I could drive to you to New York in a day, but I, I will see you in a week. It was great. It was, you were like, I'm in your neck of the woods. No, where you at? Calgary. I'm like, oh, damn. That's like me telling you, hey, bro, I'm in Montana. That's like me going to Montana and be like, come through. Come through, man. Where you? Where are you? Where are you? You know what? You know what it is. I'm the ignorant American that just thinks that every country is like a state. That's right. So as long as I'm there, we're close. That's right. You're like I was looking everywhere for you. I asked people around, like where? Where is? Like my, my dear. Dude. I was like, oh yo, six packs in Canada. Yo, what's up, bro? I'm here. What's up? We, like, like, we, from the we, other side uh, of the world. We are not close, my man. We are not even close right now. But uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll link up. That's why I use Detroit. You know where Detroit's at. We'll get, we'll get close. We'll link up again. But all right, my man. I appreciate you as always. We're going to talk in the DMs. We're, we're, we're going to do podcasts no matter what that, whatever the hell. Let's see what happens, PA Nats. Let's see what happens, Worlds. And then come back on. Tell me, you know, we'll catch up. If you're going to Worlds, we got to talk about it. And if you're whatever the direction is, but let's, let's have you back on regardless. Keep in touch, my man. Yes, sir. Keep in touch. And everybody listening as per usual, please do subscribe. Give us high ratings on whatever platform you're listening to. And until next time, six pack lap of that six up and we are out.